It's so awesome seeing you guys salute each other, hug each other, that I just wanted to give it some time. Happy Easter to every person who has joined us today. You know, it's a tall order to be the last one in this service today because I have been so overwhelmed by God's blessing to this, to this point in the service. And uh, those songs, whew, thank you. Our praise and worship team, thank you. Uh, my name is Judy Alvarez. I think we have no visitors, so I think everybody knows me. I have been married to Pastor Gabe for 49 years. And if you're doing the math, we got married at 10. <laughs> we have a big, beautiful family. We have seven daughters. We have 20 grandchildren. And we have 15 great-grandchildren. The last one just born a few weeks ago. Praise God. Well, before we, uh, before I share a few thoughts on the blessings of Easter, let's just pray. Father God, it is a privilege to be in your house to celebrate this joyous occasion together. We thank you for speaking to each of our hearts and filling it with the kind of joy that only comes from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we have gathered here this morning, church family, relatives, friends, for a celebration that gets more people than usual out of bed and out of the house early on a Sunday morning. And thankfully for all of us here, straight into the house of the Lord. Seeing the youth and the children bring worship to God with their particular flavor is an expected treat on Easter morning. Weren't they a joy to watch? Absolutely. We thank God for our cool teens and for our sweet kids. Easter, like Christmas, is known as a wonderful time of the year. And stores are full of chocolate bunnies and eggs, colorful baskets, gorgeous cakes, tasty sweetbreads, and pretty pastel outfits. Lots of shopping has gone on. Right, ladies? Some homes have even decorated their lawns, front lawns, with familiar characters or symbols of this spring festivity. Now, there's also some humor attached to these characters or symbols. For example, it has been said that Easter is the only time of the year when it is safe to put all your basket, all your eggs in one basket. Now that's generally not true, right? But it, it, it's, it works during this time. Also, Easter puts a little spring in my step, pun intended. How about, show me the bunny? Weaker, but still cute. I like this one. A true friend is one who thinks you are a good egg, even if you're cracked. Thank God for good friends. Now, 
Let's have our children, just the kids. I think we only have three children back there, the Fisher girls. So let's have them figure this one out. It's pretty easy. What does that say, girls? Right on the, right on the screen. Okay. Everybody loves somebody on Easter, or as we say, or sometimes. You know, kids are great. And they innocently and candidly say the darndest things. Pastor Jeff usually shares endearing stories about what children say about some holidays. For example, a little girl came home from Sunday school on Easter and told her mom she had learned a great new song about a cross-eyed bear called Gladly. Her mother said, a cross-eyed bear called Gladly. So it took the mom a while to figure out which was the song, and it was Gladly the cross-eyed bear, as in gladly the cross I would bear. So that's what she thought, gladly the cross I'd bear, and that's how she saw it, right? Yeah, again, kids are great. Uh, lastly, a more inspiring quote, nonetheless, from Reba McIntyre, who says, Easter is very important to me. It's a second chance. We will get back to this one. Today, some families will enjoy big meals. There may be basket gifts for the children and very possibly an egg hunt. Now, egg hunts are so much fun. Kids so delight in finding the candy, the miniature toys, and the loose change. But I've heard the biggest squeals when the treasures are dollar bills. Do you put that in your eggs? Yeah, kids go wild. So many of us will probably go to bed a little later and a lot fuller than typically. But please don't be this guy. These are the effects of eating the entire basket of Easter candy. So that hopefully won't be you. And that's the end of this happy holiday. But is it? Is that really all there is to a celebration that is known as one of the best of the year? Is there any more to this family and friends day of company, fun, and food? Actually, the very first Easter taught us this, that life never ends, and love never dies. Life and love. These are the main reasons for Easter, the message of Easter. This spring celebration should give us a reason to pause and to reflect. We Christians consider this celebration as life bringing love to us all. God's love through Jesus bringing us the kind of life 
that can be lived to its fullest right here on earth, but that doesn't even end in this life. It goes beyond this life. Now that's the Easter celebration I'm talking about. It all started with something called the Great Exchange. We know an exchange as a trade-off, a switch, a giving and taking, right? It's a transaction where two individuals trade something. Now in the next Bible verse, we read about what happened to Jesus when he entered into a deal with you and me, even when we actually didn't know it was taking place when it happened. It says, but he was hurt because of us. He suffered so. Our wrongdoing wounded and crushed him. He endured the breaking that made us whole. The injuries he suffered became our healing. Whoa. Does that seem like a fair trade to you? In this scripture verse, it looks like a super deal combined with the worst deal ever. Let's see. For Jesus, it was the most painful, most unspeakable tragedy, and yet the most incredible, extraordinary event of all time which would forever change those who would believe in this heavenly deal maker. Moreover, this trade-off was done for all of us as a group and for you and for me as individuals. This is the greatest change. Here it is again. For God took the sinless Christ and poured into him our sins. Then in exchange, he poured God's goodness into us. Praise the Lord. This exchange is the very heart of the gospel. Christ took on himself the consequence of our sin. And in exchange, God credited to our account the perfect virtue and worthiness of his son. Now let's start by looking at our own part in all of this. This verse we just read calls each and every one of us out for our wrongdoing. Truth be told, none of us is perfect, right? Well, it's way worse than we tend to think about. All of us have turned up our nose at God rules at one time or another, lots of times, doing our own thing, certainly not his plan, and merrily, merrily, merrily going our own way. We haven't done what we should have done, and the things we've done, said, and thought are So many times, the very things we should have not. So obviously, we had or have 
big failings that need it or need big solutions. And the biggest hurdle is that we could never pay God back for all our wrongs. What big solution did God the Father find as the way to clear out our sin account? He sent Jesus to pay the debt we could not pay. So, Jesus willingly took our place. He died as our substitute. He, prayed, he paid the price of our every wrong with his every right. He took our punishment and swapped it out with his peace. He took the wounds we deserved and traded them with us for healing and wholeness. He took the death we should have died and traded it with the perfect life he lived. This trade-off gives us extravagant, generous hope. There's not enough time this morning to explain all the newness the cross of Jesus won for us. But it behooves each and every one of us to go back to the Bible and look for these. This hope should make us dance with joy. Hallelujah. Here's more. Rich as he was, he gave it all away for us. In one stroke, he became poor, and we became rich. What a divine arrangement. Let's praise him. <laughs> Hallelujah. And not once did Jesus use his supernatural powers for personal comfort. Instead, he humbly endured all that was done to his body, for this purpose. This scripture is not going to be on the screens, but it's Colossians 2.14. This was the purpose. He canceled the debt, which listed all the rules we failed to follow. He took away that record with its rules and nailed it to the cross. And he did, a, he did this with us. On mine. Or well, as scripture says, he did it for the joy set before him, which was seeing all of us rescued from lost. Hallelujah. So, quick question What would provoke Jesus to make this deal? Well, in the words of a great Christian writer, her name is Natalie Abbott. And whose words you have heard a lot in this message. She says, when we think about this crazy deal, a deep and radical love can be the, can be the only possible motivator. What if God so loved the world that he was willing to give up his son to save them? What if Jesus was willing to take this baffling deal out of love for his father and for us? To God, it's simply the best deal ever. 
a costly deal for sure, but totally worth it. God says you're totally worth it. You are totally worth it. Did you know that you were worth dying for? That's why Jesus did it. That's why Jesus did it. Now, these are wow faces. This is the face we should all have when we comprehend how precious we are to God and to Jesus. Father, you have wowed us with your love. Jesus, you have wowed us with your sacrifices. That is a wow praise. We should wow praise God frequently every time we remember. So Easter is full of spectacular exchange promises. And I'll say it again. Easter is full of spectacular exchange promises. That is why this next statement is important in our understanding of Easter. Easter, it's not about the bunny. It's about the lamb. Hallelujah. Now, nothing against bunnies, chocolate, or otherwise. No knocking down family customs that are meaningful in their own ways. We just can't let all the familiar traditions of this season take the place or overshadow the magnificent, glorious meaning of Easter. We need to take this time to lift up the Lamb of God who is Jesus Christ. Because we know that after his death, there was no need of sacrificing lambs or any kinds of animals in the, Jewish, uh, in the tradition of the Jewish religion in asking God to forgive sins. You know, there's so many ways to pay for whatever we want to purchase. Cash, checks, credit cards, debit cards, gift cards, layaway plans, etc., but to purchase our forgiveness, God went all out. Hallelujah. It says that God paid a ransom to save you, but he paid for you with the precious lifeblood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. Oh, praise you, sweet Jesus. You know, he paid with the precious lifeblood of his son to save us. All of you in the front row, the second row, the middle row, the back row, everybody here present this morning. His son for you. His son for me. And we heard Erica, she ain't giving none of her daughters up for you or me. But the father did it, right? The father did it for us. Whoever did more for us, whoever will do more for us. Did you know that the best news the world ever had 
came from a backyard grave? Oh, yes. This is because the deal was sealed when Jesus resurrected that first Easter morning. This great exchange was only through a very, very costly death, but through a miraculous resurrection. The Bible says in Acts 2.24, it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Isn't that awesome? Death couldn't keep him. That's why there's a Clarence Hall that says, Easter say, says you can put truth in a grave, but it won't stay there. Hallelujah. The grave was empty on the morning of the third day. Hallelujah. Let's praise the Lord for that. The cross was behind and the grave was empty on that Easter morning. Now, what's the earth-shattering importance of Jesus' empty grave? Well, Jesus bursting out of the grave that morning. Listen to what the Word says. And if Christ has not been raised from the death, then we have nothing to preach, and you have nothing to believe. So the, cr the cross has its place, but without the resurrection, we would have nothing. If he hadn't come back to life, he would not have been found truthful. The resurrection of, of uh, Christ proves that he is Lord. Lord of life, Lord of death, Lord of our hearts. And it also assures that every promise he made is true. We can believe. We can stand. We can confess the promises because they are true. And that the end of my life and your life as we know it here is really just a new beginning with him forever. He has risen. Today is Resurrection Sunday, and definitely this is the biggest celebration for Christianity. Because as much as we celebrate Christmas, right, that the Word became flesh, Jesus came for us, but had He not resurrected, then everything would have been in vain. Today is the perfect day to worship the one who made this exchange on our behalf. The perfect day to celebrate his resurrection. This is the reason why Easter, or better yet, Resurrection Sunday, is a second chance, as we said before. Um, I'm not sure if we have anybody here who is a visitor. I see a couple of faces. I don't know. So I'm going to say that if you've never asked God to include you in this real deal, to make that swap with Jesus, then that day is today. That day is right now. Now is the time. You know, Scripture says that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, 
and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So with every eye closed, because receiving Jesus is something just between a person and God, if there's anybody today that wants to take this deal, you know, you will never get a better one. Pray with me to embrace his love. And I would ask everybody here to pray with me. Father, I have understood today the love of God and the sacrifice of Jesus. Also, my need of a Savior to forgive my sins and give me a new life that is now and eternal. I believe you are Lord Jesus and that God raised you from the dead. Forgive me and save me. Thank you for saving me and making me a new person today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, if that was you who invited Jesus into your heart as Lord and Savior, please tell someone, the person that's sitting next to you, tell an usher, tell the person who invited you, tell somebody because this is very good news. And right now in heaven, there is a party. Every time one of the children re return to the house, heaven rejoices. And that's why we applaud to rejoice with you. Um, all I have left to say is one more prayer I want to do, and that is for all of us here that are believers. Because it's important that we also do a very good celebration with our Savior of this day. So I will pray. Father God, I lift up all my brothers and sisters who are here today, your children. Father, I thank you for reminding us of Jesus' glorious resurrection. I ask, Holy Spirit, that as you are the one who convicts our hearts and works in our lives, that you would help every heart here to evaluate and know how they appreciate, how they celebrate, how they consider this amazing happening of your resurrection. Father, I thank you that each of us will take a time to ask for forgiveness if we have taken for granted this blessing, if we have diminished or maybe even ignored the power of it, Lord. Father, I pray that as we think upon it this morning, we know there's so many problems 
that are upon us because we live in a fallen world. And Lord, but that we would put anything that we're dealing with, illness, financial situations, relationship issues, offense, our bodies broken for whatever situation, we could put it under this power of the resurrection because in you, everything was made new. So I thank you, Father, that all of us here understand that you came to heal the brokenhearted, to make everything new. And I thank you, Father, that today we can recommit. Father, that Easter does give us a second chance. Resurrection Sunday does. And I thank you that everyone here will embrace this opportunity for second chances to serve you and others and to love you more than ever before. I ask this in the precious name of Jesus and that, Father, we would go through our day and as many things that we, as we do, we would constantly be practicing your presence, remembering what this, day's, this day represents in our lives as your children. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. <laughs>